0: Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes Radio Broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. I'm looking forward to what the Lord has for me to share with you today. Greatly appreciate your listenership. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Mark chapter number two. The book of Mark chapter number two. While you do that, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I'm talking today about a gospel tract that I desire to carry with me everywhere I go. I try to have this gospel tract on my person often. It's called Overwhelmed. This gospel tract is actually the very first gospel tract that I ever wrote as the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated. And we've seen over, well over a million of these gospel tracts go out across America and the world. Let me encourage you to look for people in your daily life that look like they could use a helping hand that looked like they could use just a little bit of the love of Jesus. We, as Christians, have the opportunity to show, to display to a lost and dying world, to a world that's overwhelmed, we get to show the love of Christ. Let me encourage you. Go to BibleTracksInc.org to order this gospel tract today. BibleTracksInc.org, and we'd love to send you a copy or 25, 50, 75, 100, whatever you could use. I try to have at least three or four in my trapped wallet that I carry with me everywhere I go. Thank you so much again for your investment of time listening today. We're going to dive right into the book of Mark, chapter number two. We're going to read verses one through five. Mark chapter two, one through five. And again, he, meaning Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. We talked yesterday about the fact. When Jesus is in the house, people start showing up. I hope Jesus is in your house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. We're going to look at verse number two as our text today. We're going to spend our time this week in these five verses. But verse number two, And straightway many were gathered together, of course, because Jesus was in the house, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. I want you to think today about the importance of preaching the word. I want you to realize that whether or not you have a crowd, we should preach the word. We've got enough opinions, enough philosophy, enough uh, itching ears, enough of our own vain deceit and conceit. It's time that someone preached it straight, someone preached it boldly, someone preached the truth of the word. Only the word makes the difference. There's a song, one of my favorite songs, God's Word changes lives. Man's philosophy, no, no, has never really changed a life. Uh, God's Word, though, yes, has changed countless lives. Drunkards have become in their right mind and have displayed themselves in a Christian manner. The maniac of Gadara, he was in his right mind and clothed because of the words of God Almighty. Friend, can I tell you, we do ourselves a disservice. We do the work of God a disservice when we uh, try to blame blend together our own lofty, or should I say say sarcastically, lofty ideas with the goodness of the Word of God. It is our desire. It should be our goal to preach the Word, unfiltered to a lost and, as I say, dying world. As time grows short, I, I often say when I leave someone, when I'm saying goodbye, we'll talk about seeing each other again. And we'll say here, there, or in the air. Or we'll, I'll say something along the lines of, good Lord willing, and the church don't rise. What we say, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise? Well, if the church rises, we'll be out of here. I'm planning on meeting him in the eastern sky. But as time grows short and our world grows more wicked and more evil and, and evil abounds, what we need is a solid helping of the word to be preached. Remember what Paul said to Timothy, preach the word. There's a man named Henry Knott. He was a missionary to the islands of Tahiti. He realized Tahiti, I had the opportunity to go to New Zealand Uh, To go to Australia had to fly to some degree over Tahiti to get there It's about a couple thousand miles away from Hawaii It's about 3,000 miles almost from New Zealand About 3 about 5,000 miles almost from Australia off the coast there It's right out there in the middle of nowhere French Polynesia And Henry Knott in 1797 They got to the shores of Tahiti to reach those people realized there were over 20 missionaries that arrived on those shores in 1797 and about 10 years later Henry Knott was the only one left he stayed faithful he continued what he was what he set out to do he had been a bricklayer before becoming a missionary and the leader of the expedition some of them apostatized some of them left the faith the missionaries some of them uh, went back to Australia, to safer shores. But the leader of the ex- expedition, here's what he said, reading through a book here that had this story in it. The leader, Mr. Jefferson, before he passed away and left Mr. Knott as the sole survivor, notwithstanding, these things are so, meaning the the difficulties and all of that going on with, with, with the work. He said, notwithstanding, these things are so, we are not in despair the work we are engaged in is not ours, but God's. It is ours to use the appointed means and his to bless them. We look forward to a period when we hope to see the word of God run and be glorified. And when it says run, what he's saying is, if you turn over to Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number one, Second Thessalonians 3.1, the Bible says this, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Friend, we have a responsibility to preach the word. Henry Knott got there in 1797. About 10 years later, he was the only one left, the only missionary out of 20-something. It took almost two decades of just faithfully laboring there before he saw real results by the time henry Knott had died the chief of tahiti had come to know christ not only had he publicly had he accepted christ publicly followed the lord and believers baptism but he had mailed his personal idols as not as i guess you would say as proof but he mailed his personal idols back to the mission board that had sent Henry Knott to Tahiti, basically saying, here's the result of your missionary. I have accepted Christ and I need no other. I don't need these idols. You realize the debauchery, the heinous acts and crimes against humanity that those dear people, those souls were involved with, sacrificing infants, human, human sacrifice, not just infants, but human sacrifice and all sorts of rank wickedness but yet they came because of the faithfulness of one man and more importantly the word of the Lord the word of God friend we must preach the word if there's only one truth I could leave you with if there's only one thought that I could uh, let soak down let seep into it's amazing. We of course, when you have a building, when you have any circumstance, any, any uh, real estate, you always gotta be on lookout for water leaks and things like that. It's amazing how quickly we had a uh, the refrigerator downstairs in our kitchen in our building here. It had just a little water leak from the water line that runs into the ice maker and all that, and uh, it, it was just a, a minor issue. But Austin came in one day, and he realized there's something wrong. It's amazing how pervasive that water can be. It'll just keep flowing and dripping. Thankfully, everything dried out, had no issues. We were able to get things cleaned up and had no major problems with it. But if it had gone on, if it had been running over a weekend and then a little longer and no one had noticed it, pretty soon we would have been floating in this building and we certainly would have had a very large water bill. Might have needed some people to come in and do some remediation work to fix all of the – but we didn't have those issues, thankfully because it was caught. But can I tell you, the world would like nothing more than to stamp out the water of the word. What did Jesus say to the Samaritan woman? I'm going to give you a water, a drink that you know not of, a water that you'll drink of and you'll never thirst again, the water of salvation, the water presented by Jesus Christ. Figuratively speaking, friend, we all need the water, but we need to deliver the water. That's all we are. We're just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's another phrase for the Bible, the bread of life, right? Let me encourage you, friend. Do you preach the word? Let's get practical for just a moment. We've got about two minutes left. Let's get practical. What does that mean? Do you stand for truth? Do you stand for anything? Do you preach the word? Do you know a really easy way to do so? A kind of level one way to do so would be to get gospel tracks like the one I talked about at the beginning of this broadcast, the one called Overwhelmed. This gospel track talks about the fact that the only source of true peace ever accessible anywhere in the world is through Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. That is preaching the word. There are many others that will tell you. You can get to, to nirvana. You can get to some heightened state of awareness uh, through Buddha, through Allah, through Confucius, through, through you name it. The, the people of Tahiti, they thought they had the way. They had their idols. They had their human sacrifice. They had their debauchery. But a man named Henry Knott Faithful year after year after year, no results, no results, no results. But God used him some twenty years later to see hundreds, if not thousands save, the chief of this of the village, of the of the island, except Christ. Can I encourage you, friend? Even if you don't see results today, even if you don't see results tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, God will bless, maybe not even in your lifetime, God will bless the preaching of his word. So I ask you, what will your response be to this thought today? Maybe a little in your face, a little blunt, but I ask you, practically, how can you preach the word? Maybe God is laying on your heart someone in your family that you know you need to talk to, you need to witness to. It can be very difficult when someone that's near and dear to you that knows you, But, oh, my friend, there's nothing more worthwhile than preaching the word. Let's do that today, shall we? I greatly appreciate your listenership. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that take of your time and spend a few moments, 15 minutes each day with Bible tract Echoes. Greatly appreciate you. Let me encourage you to join us tomorrow as we continue in Mark chapter number two. As always, my prayer is that you have a great day for his glory. God bless.